how much work that you have to put into it. You think <laughs> that you can just send out, you know, like one or two texts and all, you know, the money will come in. It's not true. Main Street businesses are struggling as they face challenges nothing like we've seen before. You're listening to the Behind Main Street Podcast. Let's learn from real-world Main Street entrepreneurs, pick their brains, and learn their secrets to navigate, persevere, and overcome all the modern obstacles they face every day. Get ready to peek behind the stories, the struggles, and strategies of today's Main Street entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Behind Main Street Podcast. Here's your host, Chris J. Cardona. Great day, everyone. Welcome to the show. Whether it's your first time listening or an avid follower, thank you so much for joining us. Show notes can be found at www.behindmainstreet.com. But before we get started, I would like to thank the sponsor for this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thinkin' Local, a fundraising and giving-based marketing platform whose mission is to connect local Main Street businesses who care about making an impact in the local community with schools and nonprofits who believe in supporting their local businesses. Find out more by visiting Think, the letter in, local.com. For today's episode, I'm very excited to interview Tara Charpentier a local mompreneur for over a decade, where she turned her side hustle into a full-time business to give her time to care for her son, who was preemie at the time. And 12 years or so later, she is a thriving local beautypreneur. Tara, are you ready to take us behind the curtains and dig into your story? Yes, I am. Bring out the shovels. Let's dig for gold. Awesome. So I've given our listeners a little bit of a sneak peek of who you are. Why don't you tell them a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do? Hi, um, I'm Tara Charpentier, and um, I uh, next month it'll be 12 years that I've been that I've uh, been working my Mary Kay business. And like Chris said, um, we were buying a house, and I was pregnant with Trevor, and um, I was working a full time job at the time. And um, I was myself, I was having some health problems with the pregnancy. So, um, it, you know, I was, when you don't feel well, you don't really want to go to work, but you need a paycheck. So you have to show up. So um, long story short, uh, Trevor was eight weeks early and um, I had, I had just signed my agreement probably like a month ago. And I thought, eh, I'll just, you know, when I signed it, I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, it, this, this will be a fun thing to do. Long story short, um, Trevor was early and six weeks in the NICU. My maternity leave ran out. I had to go back to work. And then I was there probably two to three weeks. And then I was laid off. So it's always good to have a backup plan. Um, I am working this as a full-time job now. And um, yes, it did give me the um, leniency, you know, to go to park dates and meet other moms and have some fun time with my son. That's great. That's that must have been um a very confusing experience or like fun experience, I would say, you know, transitioning from full time and then, you know, like being blessed, but also at the same time, you know, having the to go through something like that. That's I'm I you know, no one expects 
to go through something like that and the the transition and stuff like that. So that must have been very interesting for you and your family at the time. Uh, Tell me something that that you would say your your family or your friends would say that's interesting about you. Um, that's interesting about me. Um, well, I have changed a lot throughout the years. Um, the me that signed my agreement 12 years ago is not the same me. Um, I'm a different, uh, entrepreneur. I'm a different mother and I am a different friend and I'm a different spouse now. And it's for the better. Um, I've grown a lot through Mary Kay and, um, always growing. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm a different person than when I was before. So how would you describe your life mission as a person? My life mission is um, to embrace everybody that I meet. Um, You don't know what tomorrow um, can hold. So just embrace um, and be friendly and be nice to everybody that I meet and just cherish all the relationships that I make. I mean, you being out in the community, right? I I see you pretty much everywhere out in our area. Um, What would you and you, you get to meet so many different people from all aspects of life. What would you say would be a common misunderstanding about you? That is a good question. I guess um, I'm very approachable. Um, I used, believe it or not, I used to be really shy. So for me to walk up to a stranger was heart wrenching because I, in my head, I had a different response as to how they would respond to me, and it was usually negative. Um, so I've just. Um, embraced how much I've grown and how much I can just go and talk to people and not really care about what people think about me and what they have to say. I don't really hear the word no a lot. Um, I know it's said to me, but I don't hear it a lot because I just kind of keep going in my lane and doing what I need to do. That's really, really good. I mean, I would never have figured you to be a shy person. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so for me was, actually was... to be in this business, it's, it's, I've come a long way because you have to be friendly and you have to be open in this business. So um, that was a learning curve for me as well. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, if there was one thing that you value most in life, what would that be? Definitely the birth of my son. Um, We went through a lot together. And of course, being a parent, you have good times and you have bad times. Um, So in the bad times, you know, we have our moment. And then I just go in and I talk to him and I say, you know, I love you very much. And we went through a lot. And um, yeah, it's just, it was a very traumatic time for me. So. Wow. Wow. Have you, you being at this for you know, close to more than a decade, right? Have you ever thought about what the impact uh, you leave in the next five years or so? Oh, definitely. Um, in Mary Kay, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, positions where you can grow. Um, and I'm not done. Um, I'm just starting out, actually. It's, you know, you would think after 12 years, you would be where you want to be. But no, I'm actually just starting out. Um, I, I'm kind of, you, in this business, you can always kind of start over. So if, you know, one year not having a great year, you can always start over. You can start over the next month. Um, as it is, I'm having a great month, um, this month. So, um, you can just, you can start over whenever and sky's the limit in this business. I'm curious if you won a hundred million dollars tomorrow, what would you spend it on? 
Well, I would do the most responsible thing and pay the bills that needed to be paid. Um, I would buy another home. I've always wanted to have another home either at the beach or in the mountains. Um, and then I would give money to different charities. Um, as you said, I am involved in the community. So there are some charities that I have my eye on that I would donate to. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Um, what, was your, what was your childhood like growing up? I had a very good childhood. Um, I am the oldest and then I have uh, twins. My, my sisters are twins, so we're five years apart. And same thing, um, my mom and my dad owned their own company. It was a lighting company. And uh, my dad did all of the service and everything. And, you know, of course he had uh, the servicemen that work with him, but he would go out at nighttime and he would um, look at the lights that were out and I would go with him. And then my mom, um, for a few years, she worked at home um, in the office. Um, we had a bedroom des designated for an office. And then a few years after that, they um, bought a building in Pomona. And so um, I got to grow up watching her, you know, work. And then I worked um, at the Pomona office as well um, in the office. I see. Did you have a dream job or I mean, seeing all that, did kind of did that kind of give you a dream job or a, a dream career as a child? You know, um, I didn't have any of those thoughts when I was younger. I had no dream as to what I wanted to do. I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. Um, so to be able to be a stay-at-home mom was even better. So, um, yes, it, you know, it's, it's crazy how life turns out for you. Absolutely. Were you the type of kid or child that liked school? And did you like any, did you have any favorite subjects or at least favorite subjects in school? I did not have any favorite subjects, unfortunately. Um, I um, did tall flags, so I did like the extracurricular activity, but as far as learning, um, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Was there something you would say in your childhood that now um, when you look back at, you feel that it kind of led you to where you are today? Um, I guess just, um, having a mom, um, you know, and a dad that could provide for us, um, and, you know, give us pretty much whatever we needed, um, growing up. So, um, I had a, I had, we had a really good childhood and, um, we we're still close, you know, my mom and my sisters were still close today. How, how was, how was it being a big sister to twins? That must have been an experience. It was, um, you know, I'm the older one. So when we got older, um, our parents would leave and, you know, I'd be the older one in charge. And that didn't always go well because they didn't <laughs> want to listen to me. Um, but I, I remember, so five years difference, I do remember helping my mom and changing their diapers when they were younger. I remember that part, but I don't remember much more. Um, you know, I remember memories here and there, but I remember changing their diapers for sure. I wanted to be helpful. <laughs> That's great. What, what would you say, you know, growing up was a turning point in your life? So to get really personal, my dad died in 2005 suddenly. And so, so that kind of rocked my world. And it just kind of changes your perspective of the future as to, you know, how you're going to live day to day. And again, how are you going to treat people? Because 
you know, I see you tomorrow. I see you today, but I, I never know if I'm going to see you tomorrow. I never know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So it's just, you know, living day to day and just appreciating what you have from day to day. Wow. That's, that must've been an experience. I mean, especially nowadays, right? There's a lot of, we hear it on the news. We hear it, you know, just on Facebook, we hear a lot of these, um, you know, families having to go through something like that, where you're losing a parent or you, you're losing any loved one that must've been very, very difficult. Um, you know, like you're, you know, from what you've told me already, you're very close. I mean, like your parents were sort of an example for you in life. And so I think that must've been really, really tough on you. Um, definitely. And, and, you know, like, how was that, um, to Trevor? I mean, he was, you're, you're, I would say he was half, like, how old was he at that time when your, when your dad died? Probably. Um, he wasn't even around yet. Oh, he wasn't around. Okay. He didn't, he didn't get to see any of us getting any of the three girls of us. We all got married and we all had children. So he didn't get to see any of that, unfortunately. So it, I was in my late twenties when he passed away. So, you know, um, he got to see a lot of our lives and, um, I, I still feel him with me every day. So, um, if that's any, you know, it's just, I'm not a religious person, but I'm a very spiritual, spiritual person. So, um, when you find a dime on the ground, that's supposed to be dimes from heaven. So anytime that my sisters and I and my mom find a dime, we always text each other. I found a dime. And it's usually like places like we found one in Catalina. So I always know that he's around me and he's watching over all of us. That's great. Well, definitely him. He's probably watching this interview. If I see a dime, I'm going to I'm going to text you. I'm going to message you on Facebook message. I'm going to say, hey, I found a dime. Your dad just listened yep. to that podcast. Yep. Interview. And you know it's going to happen because we just talked about it. So look for it. <laughs> Exactly. So either you or me, let me know if you find a dime. <laughs> well, now that we've gotten to know your story, your personal story a bit more, are you ready to go a little bit deeper? Sure. Awesome. Let's take this conversation behind the alley and go deeper. So for you, uh, being a local mompreneur for the past, you know, over, you know, like you said, in a, in a month or so, um, 12 years now, what has it meant to you to be a local main street entrepreneur? It means a lot to me. Um, when, um, my customers make purchases for me, I'm able to give back into the community, which is what I'm really passionate about. Um, so again, if they purchase from me, um, I don't have the money to donate today, you know, the hundred million dollars or whatever, I don't have that to donate. But whatever goes into my business, I'm able to donate a little bit back into our community. You know, was being an entrepreneur on your radar as a child? You know, seeing your parents, like your your dad being an entrepreneur, um, was it was that on your radar at all? Um, not really. No, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So um, it just you know it happened the way that it was supposed to happen. So when did you first become interested? you know, in actually becoming an entrepreneur, I'm sure there was a day, you know, like in between that time, um, you know, when you're at your job, you were, you had Trevor or you were going to have Trevor, right. You signed that agreement, but there was a pivotal time that you decided, Hey, let me start a side hustle here. When did that happen? It, it was when we were buying our house. Um, uh, I just figured, you know, it could be a little bit of extra money on top of my full-time job. So it is just, it was, it, it was that, um, concept of just earning a little bit of extra money. Was there a specific like entrepreneur influence in your life? 
other than maybe your father? Um, my director, for sure. Um, she's very in influential. Um, I can call her when I'm having a good day. I can call her when I'm having a bad day. Um, I share my goals with her and she's always on top of it um, to make me you know, accountable for my goals that I set for myself. Fantastic. How was, you know, when you decided that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, right, you, as a side hustle, and then eventually kind of transitioning to making it your full-time gig, how was that journey like for you? It was scary. Um, like I said, I've, I've grown a lot. So that was a big change for me and it was scary. Um, but now I don't see change as something scary. I see it as just something in life that we all go through. And every now and again, we need change in our life. What were some of the, the challenges that you faced when you first started out? Um, definitely finding customers. Um, you know, you think that you can go ask your family, but sometimes it's a no from your family. So you get discouraged and you think, well, who else can I ask? Um, so that's why I joined the mom's, um, club so that I could, um, you know, in this business, it's establishing relationships. So it's not just buy something for me today. It's how can I help you? You know, how is your family, um, so the best needs for you and building a relationship to get to know you better and, and your family. Wonderful. Well, in business and in your life, you know, having to having gone through all of that, the different challenges, the ups and downs of being in business and being a mom, right? What would you say you would consider non-negotiable for you? Definitely the goals that I set for myself are non-negotiable. If I want to move up in this business and I have a goal, then I need to meet that goal. Um, of course, life happens. So if I'm not able to make that goal because of a life um, problem, then of course I'm going to adjust it. But um, I do have my goals um, all of, through my office um, posted up so that my mind is conscious of my goals um, every day. What did you wish you knew? Uh, prior to becoming an entrepreneur? Um, how much work that you have to put into it. You think <laughs> that you can just send out, you know, like one or two texts and all, you know, the money will come in. It's not true. It's uh, you have to set aside a schedule as to when you're going to be in your office, as to when you're going to call your customers, as to when you're going to do your follow-ups. Um, it's just, you have to plan it all out because it's just not going to fall in your lap. Absolutely. I think, you know, you see it on Instagram, right? Or even on Facebook, you see a lot of the younger, the younger kids when we talk about entrepreneurship and it's all about like, oh, like be your own boss, be your own boss. It's, it's, it's going to change your life. But sometimes they, t they say that without some context, right? Because being your own boss is definitely not easy. You have to keep pushing yourself. If you were working a nine to five job, it, is, it doesn't mean that it's easier to work a nine to five job or it's harder. It's just, it's a completely different set of strategies and uh, motivation that you need to push you forward. I think you know, being your entrepreneur, especially for you, um, you are, you are your own boss and you're, you set your own hours and all that stuff, but it just means that you have to be available when your customers or your prospective customers are available. Because a lot of times you see like, oh, you can wake up anytime you want. <laughs> you can have lunch anytime you want. But realistically, no, you can't. Because it, what if you have a business meeting at that time? You have a client that needs you at, at like late at night. You know, sometimes you have to make yourself available that, you know, when you work a nine to five job, 
sometimes you can just clock out and say, hey, like I'm done for today. So I think that's something that, you know, you definitely bring up that it's it's definitely a, a challenge. Even if you had a nine to five job and say you clocked in at nine o'clock and then you sat down at your desk and put your head down and slept for an hour, you're getting paid, but maybe you're getting paid, maybe you're not getting paid. So it's the same, you know, um, as to working a nine to five in an office or working a nine to five for yourself. Um, you know, you still need to get paid, but you're just getting paid a little bit differently. Absolutely. What would you say um, has been the most important part of your entire entrepreneurial journey thus far? Um, challenging myself um, day to day, uh, month to month, year to year. Um, challenging, um, I have a small little team right now. So challenging my team and seeing as to how far that we can go, um, as we grow. Fantastic. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? But before you answer that, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Thinkin' Local, a fundraising and giving-based marketing platform whose mission is to connect local Main Street businesses who care about making an impact in the local community with schools and nonprofits who believe in supporting their local businesses. Find out more by visiting Think the Letter in Local.com. Awesome. So if you could have one superpower, what would that be? Um, that would be to stop time because my son is growing way too big. Um, I understand that's life and that happens, but uh, he's growing, he's getting way too, <coughs> growing up way too fast for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's time just flies. Every day you see your kids, they come back from school. It's like, like, well, it's like I haven't seen you in like a month or two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just, you just see him in the morning. <laughs> exactly. So in your opinion, what is the most crucial personality trait that an entrepreneur needs to have to succeed? Um, To not have any judgment, um, to be open um, and not prejudge anybody at all. Absolutely. What would you consider your thus far your biggest failure in business and what did it teach you? Well, um, I, there's been a lot of failures because as I said, um, I do have some goals and when I do not meet those goals, um, of course it's a letdown, but you move on from it and you just set another goal or you have the same goal and you try to meet it again. So, um, in life there is failure, but you just have to move on and learn how to move on from it. Most definitely. With that said, if you could make just one mistake over again, like have a redo, what would it be and how would you do things differently? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I, there's not really one thing on my mind that I would redo. Um, I, there's not much. Um, I'm, I'm kind of thankful for everything that's been given to me. So um, nothing really on my mind right now that I would redo. Fantastic. Well, is there someone or something that you turn to when you, you know, in business, you feel stuck? Mm -hmm. Again, my director, um, she's been there. Um, and then 
she is actually kind of a different breed because she is, she doesn't even think about, and that's how I've learned, like she doesn't even think about like the no word and she doesn't even think about like what people are going to say. She just does it anyway. So, um, I, you know, I can just call her and vent to her and she'll say, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? Okay. Well, you know, what, what can make it better? So, um, and, you know, we're, we're friends also, but she puts the friendship aside and says, okay, how can we make you better? And how can we get you out of this situation that you're in? Wow. Um, so what, what then drives you to keep going when it gets really, really tough? Um, my son, um, because, you know, he's uh, 11 years old and he wants the older things now, um, getting the stuff that I used to buy for him is no longer good. <laughs> so, and then of course, like the day-to-day -day things, you know, just put gas in your car to go somewhere or take him to the movies or just going to the grocery store. It's just simple things that you don't even think of every day, but it's something in life, you know, that needs to get done. Absolutely. Uh, are there any particular like resources other than people that kind of help you get through struggles? Um, I, during the pandemic, I did a lot of uh, reading. Um, I, I purchased a lot of self-help books. So um, I done a lot of growth over the last, you know, well, when the pandemic first happened. So but then like the first six months of the pandemic, um, I was reading the self-help books and um, just, you know, because I would stay off of Facebook. I don't watch the news because every day there's something negative and in life, there's something negative on the news. So it's just staying positive and not listening to the negative people. If somebody's talking negative, I just change the subject or I just say, okay, see you later. I'll talk to you another day. <laughs> That's great advice. Um, what has been your biggest aha moment? Um, pushing myself and, um, you know, if, if I'm given a goal and I, and I think to myself, holy, holy cow, um, I just, I, I've never done that before. I don't think I can do that. Um, and then when I do do it, it's like, oh, I, I can do it. Um, I just need to stop doubting myself and I need to just do it and get it done. That's great. Well, if you could have the opportunity to go ahead and talk to your 18 year old self, what advice would you give her? Oh gosh. Um, don't give up and, um, just keep living day to day and just keep loving and living. Great advice. Great advice. As an entrepreneur, what has been your favorite or your go-to productivity hack? Um, well, just keeping myself accountable. Um, when I get a sale, um, I have a space where I can enter it. And then it shows because, you know, you get a sale here and there. And then you think, oh, okay, well, I got a sale. But then when you can track it and see, you know, from week to week, how much money you've actually made, you think, oh, really? I made that much money because you don't you don't know um, because you're not if you're, if you're not tracking it, you have no idea how much you've made in a week, a month, a year. Gotcha. So tracking mm -hmm. your 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 progress Productivity. is an important uh -huh. hack that you do. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. If there was if you were granted three wishes, what would you wish for? 
Um, I would wish for um, a cure for cancer. I would wish for um, a, for my son to be healthy and my family members to be healthy. And I would wish to keep having a successful business. Great wishes. Uh, you mentioned that during the pandemic or the start of the pandemic, you read a lot of books. Can you recommend three books for our audience that has helped you? Tony Robbins um, and then Mel Robbins, which she's no relationship to Tony, um, but they're just, they have the same last name. And then um, Zig Ziglar, the third one. Wow. Amazing. I, I love Mel Robbins' Take Five. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite books about her. And I follow her all the time on, on, um, on Instagram. So she's absolutely great, but right. definitely Tony Robbins is a classic. And of course, who, 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 who can go wrong with Zig Ziglar's greatest salesman in the world? Right. That's the book, right? The greatest salesman in the world. Yes. yes. That's it. Uh -huh. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to now? And you know, 12 years in business, what are you most looking forward to as an entrepreneur? Um, well, I'm not done. So growth. I'm definite growth um, this year, for sure. Definitely. Is there a question that you wish I'd asked you that I didn't get a chance to do so? Um, I don't think so. We've, we've covered a lot. So they're all, they're all great questions. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, in closing, what is one piece of advice that you can share with our listeners in their journey in becoming an entrepreneur? Never give up. Um, always believe in yourself. And um, if you have a dream, uh, you can you can do anything and your dreams do come true. Wonderful. Where can listeners learn more about you and your business? Uh, they can go to my website. It's www.marykay.com slash, and then my first initial, and then my last name. So it's T-C-H-A-R-P-E-N-T-I-E-R. -E -E and then from there, you can register on my website, and then um, I will eventually let you into my Facebook VIP group. Wow. Wonderful. I'll make sure to link that on the description of the video as well. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for giving me and our listeners your time today. I invite our listeners to please connect with Tara and myself. Also, please do share, subscribe, leave a rating and review. I would very much appreciate your honest feedback, which helps me continually provide impactful content that I hope you will find valuable. And remember, every day that you face adversity, Think of it as an opportunity to find the gold inside you. Until next time, have a success-filled day. Thanks for listening to the Behind Main Street Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Remember to visit www.behindmainstreet.com.